Hello and welcome back to the Don't Read Into It podcast. I really hope I adjusted the mic levels correctly to where y'all don't recognize that I'm talking a little bit quieter than normal because unfortunately I do still live in a dorm as I have mentioned multiple times, but it does appear to be my final two weeks, final two weeks in the dorm. Thank God, thank explicit God that I am uh, moving out of dorms and moving into an apartment Next semester after summer, uh, going back home for Keller to Keller for the summer. But until then, uh, for the next two weeks, I'm moving out the 13th in about a week to uh, back home and uh, getting an apartment for next semester. But man, I uh, I'm so tired of having to like whisper and stuff. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to be like screaming and partying at my apartment, but, you know, I, I feel like I have a little more, more leeway to be quiet if it, or to be louder. Not that I'm inherently loud anyway, but I feel like some may beg, beg to differ of that. But I mean, this, this semester has gone really quick. Um, uh, haven't gotten a noise complaint. I got two last semester. Maybe it's because my RA sucks, but, um, uh, maybe it's just because I haven't been super loud. Definitely quiet, quieter to people surrounding me. I mean, the victory hall, uh, consists of athletes, uh, smells like weed all the time, as loud as hell because people come in at like four in the morning screaming and, uh, you know, the sweet mate takes showers and stuff at like three in the morning. So that doesn't exactly, exactly help proceedings, but it is what it is. I suppose <sighs> let's get into this episode because, um, it is two in the morning. This was a last minute decision to record this podcast because I haven't really been sleeping that well, so thought might as well hop on the podcast that I put publicly on page <laughs> on pages. And you know, I retweet this from like my main like UNT sports account that I talk about at the or my main account, but it's mostly for UNT sports because of my occupation. Um, I repost the podcast onto onto to my like main page, like retweet it from my account. And I bet like there's parents of the softball players or maybe the players themselves or football players, whatever, any sport that I cover and that they follow me. I bet they go, oh, a, a Mean Green podcast and then are surprised, which is kind of funny. Uh, I, I will admit uh, people that that do like come up and go, oh, there it is. He's going to talk about UNT softball <laughs> and then they get into it. And I'm like, hey, guys, just went and got some Whataburger today. <laughs> Yeah, but no, um, if you are a listener that is uh, someone I cover or, uh, or a parent of someone I cover or, or a friend or, or relating to any journalistic thing that you think that you're listening to this for a UNT sport, this is the wrong podcast for that. If you want to listen to me talk about UNT sports, um, feel free to listen to uh, the Last Draft podcast, which is inconsistent from NT Daily at me and my friend or my colleague and friend, um, feel free to listen to that. If you'd like, uh, I, I'm not going to stop you personally, but if you'd like to listen to that, that's where I talk about a little bit of UNT sports. I prefer that y'all just follow my page and uh, read my stories. But if you want to hear my voice, uh, talking about those, I refer you to that podcast. It's, uh, it's on SoundCloud. I was going to say Spotify, but it's on SoundCloud. Uh, because that's the only free platform to do it on. We'll see if it continues in the summer and into fall. I will keep 
any listeners of this podcast updated with that figure. And if you do follow my Twitter at the end of the episode, then you will get to keep up with if my podcast is continuing for uh, the North Texas Daily. But I've sidetracked myself in the intro. Let's go ahead and go. Honestly, I was going to go with apartment hunting, but I'm going to start out today with uh, this interviewing thing. So I am talking about UNT softball in this context because at every game, and don't get me wrong, this is cool for the people, and that's awesome for kids and stuff. They, They have like, they invite a softball team or two to go and sit in the stands and watch the team and then get to meet a bunch of D1 softball players. I mean, that's pretty cool. I, obviously, if I was a child, then I would be just super jazzed to meet any D1 athlete of any sort. Hell, I would still be pretty jazzed to meet a couple of D1 athletes, uh, including the ones that I interview and stuff. I mean, obviously, they're good people, but I see... I'm going to stop while I admit it, but the the point, what I'm trying to get it before I, ra- I rambled about that, the point is, is like... UNT D1 athletes, I guess, would be different from, like, if I met, like, Quinn Ewers, or not even Quinn Ewers, because I don't want to assume, like, you know, now that I think about it, I don't think any D1 athlete I'd be starstruck by. I, I really don't. I don't think any athlete I'd be starstruck by, uh, unless I idolize them. Like, excuse me, if I met, like, Yu Darvish, or Shohei Otani, or Fernando Tatis Jr., or like hell, even like um, Michael Young. If we're talking former Rangers, obviously, then I'd be like, like whoa, a little bit intimidated. But you know, uh, college athletes is the way I figure it is. They're just people my age that I have to talk to um, about their performance in sports. I mean, we're both good at different things. I'm good at journalism and writing. They're good at playing the sport. So, and we're both going to school, or we're all going to school. So. It's different with D1 athletes, my relationship. I'm sure there's a lot of people, including the ones on Twitter, that idolize UNT. Shout out to them. Uh, I've made some bad comments about them on this podcast before, but I do respect people that are so loyal to UNT. Um, That's really cool. And uh, the only ones I complain about are the ones that were talking ass on on my story. Or not story, on my uh, Twitter posts. But... Yeah, that got resolved, honestly. Met some of them. They seem really cool. Joked around about it. So uh, shout out to them if you're listening. I doubt any of you listen to this podcast. And if you do, thank you. Um, I do have to uh, say, you know, uh, it's it's not just my sister's friend, Brandy, that listens to this. Even though I really do appreciate him and all the other listeners. It's not just him. There's more people that listen to this podcast and then DM me about it. Um, I talked about last episode how one of the communication directors for the university was like, Oh, so do you talk about UNT Sports? And I'm like, no. And it's like, oh, I'll have to get a listen. I'm like, oh, please don't. Um, <laughs> I don't want people to listen that I work with on a professional level. I don't want them to listen to this podcast. Uh, and it's not because I'd be embarrassed by the content they'd be hearing. It's because of this podcast shares my personality. And not to say my personality is bad, but... In this instance, it's uh, 2 in the morning, and I'm recording a podcast in which I'm rambling about my life and things around it. That's not exactly what you want to hear people that you, you... That's not exactly what you want people that you work with professionally to hear. See? I gotta say things quieter. Or... Not quieter. I, I gotta slow it down. 
be more rhythmic with it. But anyway, the side <laughs> that was the sidetrack of sidetracks. Anyway, um, I'm interviewing players after this one game. Uh, the team played. Uh, it was uh, man, which game was this after? It wasn't Oklahoma? It was Tarleton. So team played Tarleton last Tuesday uh, or Wednesday, I believe. Actually, yeah, it was Wednesday because I was super tired because of print night, but. It was Wednesday, and, you know, the team wins. Pretty simple interview process. Just talk to the winning pitcher, couple position players. Just no biggie. Just, hey, how did the game go? And, hey, you got a big series against UAB this weekend. What do you know? What a fun time. Woo! So, you know, pretty standard questions that, unless it was cold or I was distracted, I would uh, have no issue with. But, um... Because they're, and it's usually not this bad, because the teams are usually like 12 years old. This week, they had like an 8 or 9-year-old team, is what it looked like to me. Which is really awesome that they got to like talk to the players and stuff, and it was super cool. But the, (laughs) this is just kind of funny talking about. But the issue, which really wasn't an issue, it was not an issue, let me be clear. It was an issue for me, is in not personal issue, but it was an issue because I, I have it. I tweeted about this, but I have a hard time paying attention, uh, especially asking questions. Um, I have a hard time paying attention when things are like happening around me that are not necessarily expected, which I got to get used to, but it's not really been an issue yet until Wednesday night. It's not like my questions were like, how do I say this? Inaudible. Like they still made sense, even if they were a little bit long winded. But there's like kids like running around. <laughs> there's like kids running around me while I'm interviewing. They're like playing tag around me and asking for autographs from players I'm interviewing and and just everything's happening and they're all like, oh hey, hey, hey. And it's like, oh, oh geez. And then, you know, you got the like big like long lower thing behind me, uh dragging some dirt around. <laughs> When you said dragon, did you think I was going to say dirt? Uh, dragon some dirt around, and that was mildly distraction. So my, my here, let me give you a preview of how my questions were. So I was like, all right, uh, player number, not going to actually give their number. Let's just say it was like player number 65, which isn't a number on the team. All right, player number 65, uh, just thoughts on the game. And then that, and then at one point, I told one of the players I'm interviewing, I'm like, there's so much going on. I cannot focus uh, in the middle of my question because I... The, the question that really bothered me is I t- talked about, like, UAB has a former pitcher from UNT. Obviously, it's not Hope Trout line, but it's a different pitcher that I'm not going to name because they're not as nationally recognized. And I think that's kind of weird to not mention names and they're, like, not a nationally recognized figure on a nationally recognized team necessarily. Uh, UAB, UAB's had their moments. But uh, anyway, it was another situation in which... Oh, this former UNT pitcher from last year is facing UNT, just like with Troutwine against uh, for Oklahoma. And so I, I asked one of the players, I'm like, so uh, you get, to, I think I asked both, but the second player in particular I effed up with. So I was talking to her and um, I'm like, okay, I asked my like 
intro question, which is 100,000% always going to be thoughts on the game unless something insane happened to change my opinion on wanting to make it thoughts on the game to something else. And so this time I was like asking a deeper question after thoughts on the game. I was like, all right, so you're facing this pitcher uh, that pitched at UNT last year. And she, uh, you know, like, and that's what the question sounded like. I mean, I think that's my exact quote because I was like, you know, uh, and I've gotten into this really bad habit to where I'm, if I'm distracted, I'll, I'll just, I'll just say like, oh yeah, what's up with that? Which is so unprofessional <laughs> or like, or what? Like, yeah, is that just what or what? And that's not as bad, but I just want to find a way to rephrase that because I, I, in a way, it's a good thing that I've gotten comfortable to interview players like that. But at the same time, it's a tad bit dangerous that I've gotten comfortable to interview players because I kind of just talk in my normal um, cadence. And I say what I'd usually say to, like, you know, my friends. Like, yeah, so what's up with that? Or, and that's what you're supposed to do. Um, I know a journalist that's very well-respected in Denton. He always like, all right, thanks, man, like casual with it. But that's different because he's a grown man and has been doing this for more years than I can imagine. This is my sixth year in journalism, second year in college. So a part of me feels like people, because I'm 20 years old, would see me as being more disrespectful if I was more casual about it. Not to say that I'm like formal, like, hello, I'm Reed Smith with the North Texas Daily. May I ask what you did at the game today? Interesting. Tell me. What happened at the third inning of this thing? Like, obviously, it's more casual. Like, if I was going to interview somebody, and I'm hoping, like, if you're younger and you want to get into journalism and you're listening to this podcast, first of all, I'm so sorry if you're younger and listening to this podcast. Don't base your life off of me. Please don't base your life off of me. But um, usually my questions are, like, if I was writing a feature story, let's say, let's make up an athlete. Her name is uh, Shirley... uh, Shirley Balfour is her name. So I would be like, all right, Shirley, we're writing a feature about you this week. I don't know if the SID told you or not. And then she's going to, oh, yeah, of course the SID told me about it. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, she let me know. Let's go. So what's the first question? So uh, that's in a perfect world because athletes usually are pretty um, apprehensive about features because most college athletes don't like being interviewed is what I've learned. Uh, some love it. Some love to hear themselves speak, and that's a good thing. I like to hear myself speak. That's why I have a podcast. Just kidding. But um, a lot of them like to hear themselves speak, so you know, feature stories like that are a lot. But a lot of people, because athletes are human, and I think everyone should be more um, sympathetic of that, uh, basic human needs involve money and NIL deals, which I agree with, but uh, train of thought. Which, no, okay, so most athletes don't want to be interviewed, which makes sense to me. I mean, I'm a 20-year-old kid. They're 18 to 22, 23, 24. Our quarterback, or the quarterback at UNT is 28. So he's a little better at it, obviously. But for the kids around my age, um, they're not wanting to be talked to and or don't know exactly what to say, overthink it, don't want to sound stupid, which I've can for sure say this, I have never interviewed an athlete and have them sound stupid. Every athlete I've interviewed has been very, very nice, uh, very good people, um, easy to talk to, and, you know, 
I got a few of them to, uh, you know, give me some more insightful things because I imagine if I was on the other side of that, like if a softball player or football or whatever player walked up to me, I was like, all right, uh, Reed, uh, we're writing a team feature about you for, <laughs> for some reason, uh, just talk. And so they'd ask me a question and I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, and obviously you'd overthink it because if somebody is writing something about you, then you're going to overthink it a little bit and you're going to wonder, oh man, what did they write about me? You know, I want to see this feature. I want to see this. Like I've had instances pretty recently of um, a player that that was like, okay, where's where's the feature that this writer wrote about me that I wrote about this person? And that's understandable. You want to read that feature and um, that feature's coming out tomorrow. But it's one of those things where it's, it's nice to be featured and it's nice to be interviewed but um, they're apprehensive about it because they don't want to say the wrong thing or be quoted in the wrong thing. Because once it's published in our publication, I mean, that's it. That's the last time you're ever going to say those words. It's recorded. You can't say, oh, off the record, off the record. I mean, you can. Um, and I won't quote it because I'm not a dick. But, um, yeah, I mean... Read Ramble Short, athletes are humans, and get nervous when interviewing, which is fine. And there's ways, as a journalist, that I feel like a lot of people should learn this. If you are an aspiring journalist, I'm acting like I'm journalist, the greatest journalist of all time. I'm not. I make a lot of mistakes, but I've gotten a lot better at interviewing. And what's helped that is kind of realizing, because freshman year, first semester of freshman year, it's kind of intimidating. And even second semester of my first year of covering softball, it's a little bit intimidating interviewing athletes because you spend your whole life before college looking at these people as, you know, um, gods among men. And that changed for me uh, throughout my coverage of all these sports. I'm not really intimidated or think any other type of way. The same interaction I have at Target when I'm talking to like a cashier, or I'm like, oh, how was your day? Or, you know, meeting someone new is the same relationship that I have when I'm interviewing athletes and coaches. Um, just kind of what I do if you get hatch my drift, no Tokyo. So back to the theoretical Shirley Balfour. So uh, I say, hey, hey, Shirley, oh, we're in a feature about you. And so usually my first question is, I, I like to know how people got to where they are, especially if they have really interesting stories. I'll go, all right, so um, I want to know how you got to UNT. Tell me how you got here, uh, any influential people in getting you here. Just, just tell me your journey from wherever you're from to uh, UNT. Obviously, I know where they're from, so I'll specifically say where they're from and ask them about their their journey to North Texas. But uh, they'll answer that. It's sometimes pretty simple. Like, you know, I, this North Texas just showed me the, the highest amount of love going into the recruiting process. And I came here and visited, and it felt like home. And so I, I came here. But some other times you'll get, like, stories of I interviewed a player earlier this semester it was like I was homesick I you know I wanted to come back home and 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 play like closer to where I'm from so because she's from around this region and and, and that's awesome and there was another player uh from last semester 
uh, not going to disclose which sport these people play, but he was just like, yeah, I came here and visited and it felt like home. So I stayed and, you know, you, you can get like really interesting quotes and, you know, or, you know, the coach came down to wherever country I'm from, they recruited me and now I'm at, now I'm at UNT, like, because he was looking at another athlete and found me at a chance, like just things like that. And it's really cool to, um, get into those kind of things. And so that's the first question I ask because that's an instant angle you can get. Then you want to know, depending on their age, you know, there's a different question you would ask to a freshman or a sophomore uh, opposed to like a junior or senior. Juniors and seniors, I like to ask, you know, what are, what do you feel like your influences on the team? Uh, what is an upperclassman do you think you can provide to your um, younger girls or boy or men on the team or teammates and hey you look this and you look pretty influential on the field of play when you yell and do all this stuff uh what's that about what do you say um and with the younger players it's like who do you look up to um anybody been influential in your in the dugout or in, on the sidelines or in the clubhouse anything like that is, is what you kind of want to establish with the younger people how are you adjusting to college life? Not just college playing. How are you as a person adjusting to living in Denton if you're from somewhere else? Or, you know, what struggles have you found living here if you're from a different country? Just kind of things like that is what you, you kind of want to find from those freshmen and sophomores because, you know, they're relatively new. Or let's say, uh, theoretically, and hint, hint, uh, you see a large uptick in performance from one year to another. What? Why? Why are you seeing a better performance last this year opposed to last year? What adjustments did you make? Were you nervous? Were anything? And then after you get those really good angles, that will get you about 400 words if you do it correctly. Then you can start diving into, you know, asking a teammate of theirs, maybe a friend of theirs, more than likely both a teammate and a friend, you know, what has this person been been doing? You know, what has this athlete specifically provided to the team? Get a second opinion on that. Obviously, that's going to be one of your sources, and then the easy other source is a coach. And I just enjoy the heck out of doing all this. It It's so fun constructing a feature story, especially if the story is very interesting, which if you're writing about it, it is. I don't think I've ever written an uninteresting feature about anyone uninteresting because I think everyone is inherently interesting because interesting is a subjective thing. But, uh, yeah, and then the, uh, going into how athletes answer those, let's say you ask your feature, um... All right, so uh, what did I say her name? Shirley Belfour. All right, Shirley, uh, you got here. Um, uh, just take me through your journey from, you know, let's say she's from like Sheboygan, Michigan. From Sheboygan, Michigan to uh, North Texas. I mean, obviously that's a big trip, you know. Uh, and then I did the research probably, and so I'm like, oh, this is this many miles away. So just take me through how you've adjusted to, to life here. And then some athletes will be like, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, people are nicer in Texas. People are better in Texas. Texas is the best state ever. I love it. Woo! <laughs> and sometimes you'll get them to say, it's good. And that's all they'll say. And then you got to ask another question, kind of, I don't know. So, I mean, 
good and how is anything in it? And then they'll go, yeah, I just sound it really easy. You know, I, I adjust well. There you go. And then to the second question, which is what, you know, it could be a number of things. Like I said, why have they improved or what influence do they have on the team? Sometimes you'll just get, I think, a good influence I have on the team. I think I influence the team good. Or you'll get, like, really detailed things like, oh, you know, everyone knows that they think I am a very integral part of the team. Or, or you know, in less of a egotistical way they're saying that they're there for the team or the team's there for them or they can help people through hard times and whatever just anything and you'll get a really good quote like that and then for seniors and juniors you'll relatively uh get the same stuff depending on who it is if it's a veteran with all the pr training or p yeah pr training in the world in the world then they'll be like yeah yeah and give you this you know upperclassman answer which is awesome because that's what we're looking for as journalists we just it's not that we're looking for soup something super um specific uh we're not exactly looking for someone changing the world with their answers we just need them to answer the question in a way that we can write about it. and the p the veteran athletes can answer that very well and a lot of the freshmen and sophomore can answer that very well too and that's attributed to the communications team at unt and uh how they uh, train media train their athletes which shout out to them because they do a decent job um i think decent is underselling them i think they do a fantastic job uh really enjoy all of them but uh yeah that's about it i mean that turned into like a 20 minute rant about interviewing but it's a pretty significant part of my life i was pretty much thinking about it a lot because of the children running around me and how i messed up on the field but I need to work on being able to speak in the cold weather and uh, being able to speak through children running around me. Just different things like that because, uh, uh, excuse me, um, it was one of those things that I need to um, learn how to focus better on things and adjust better to adversity. Not that I'm not good at it, but... My performance isn't the best in that regard. <sighs> and that's the conclusion of that part of the podcast. We're finally going to move on to me talking about apartment hunting. It's going to be like one minute of me talking about apartment hunting. Because that's not really fun to talk about because I'm not having a fun time doing it. There's pros and cons of moving out of a dorm in an apartment. The huge, there's only one, actually I take that back. There's a million pros and one con. The Amelian pros is, okay, with a dorm, you don't really have to worry about anything because you live on campus. Uh, then the cons are everything else. Uh, the pro of living in a dorm, though, uh, is, or pardon me, so the, the, con, the big con of living in an apartment is you have to do all this stuff, you got to co-sign, you got to talk about your job, you got to move in, you got to check in if you're moving in, you got to pay for amenities and stuff like that, and buy furniture, and depending on where you move, I mean, unless it's student living. It's just a whole schlep, and it's something that I'm learning as I'm going. Uh, we'll see how that goes for old Reed, but I will keep you updated on the podcast because it is about to be summer, which means I will be moving into somewhere very soon. Um... Unfortunately. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, over summer, probably. So I'll keep y'all updated on that. I'll have more time to listen to or create. Don't read into podcasts. I don't listen to my own podcast unless I'm editing it. But I'd like to move on to another facet that has come up a lot of times. Um, 
take it, and this comes out comes out in real life too, because a lot of people take me out of context. And what I mean by that is that most of what I say on this podcast and in person can be taken out of context because I say a lot of stuff. So, for instance, I'll just be talking about something random and I talk a lot and I ramble and someone will hear the tail end of that and be like, what the heck is that guy talking about? Not that I'm saying anything disrespectful or rude or crude. I'm a pretty cool dude. (laughs) I had to drop a bar. But no, a lot of people take this out of context. Um, I'll just be, I think the thing that a lot of people take it out of context on this um, podcast specifically is when I give top read tips, which is a play on words of top gear, top tips from the popular British show and my favorite TV show of all time, Top Gear. Um, when I give top read tips, they'll go, whoa, that vaguely applies to me. Oh, I'm going to tell whoever I think it applies or if it's to me, I'm going to confront him about it. So they contact me or tell the person they think I'm talking or contact the person they think I'm talking about and be, you'll never believe what Reed said about specifically you on this podcast. He's subtweeting you. God, it's just making my blood curdle. You need to confront him. And <laughs> then I get a DM that's like, hey, Reed, um, so I was listening to your podcast or... Or the inverse, oh, my friend was listening to your podcast, and you gave the top read tip that if somebody in your life has wronged you, then there's no incentive to go back and be their friend. Guess what? That's good life advice, and if you think it applies to you, then it's probably true. But I never, ever, and I emphasize ever, mean to subtweet anybody. And if I'm subtweeting somebody, which I never do, I don't talk bad about anybody in person or on this podcast. There's people with guilty consciences, is what I'll say. you, You know, obviously there's been times where I have said something that was on my mind because of someone. I have never mentioned anyone in particular. I have just, like, I have a list of life, or not even life advice, what I consider to be, like, pretty kosher. I have a list of it. I'm looking at, here, I'll flip the pages for y'all so I can hear it. I have a list of it that I, I go, all right, here's my top read tip this week, and I read off that list. That's all. I wrote it before a lot of these people saying whatever situation happened, happened. Which there was really no situation. (sighs) The point I'm trying to make, and it's a point I've made many a time. If you listen to this podcast, take everything I say, especially the top read tips. And this is today's top read tip. Take it with a uh, grain of salt. Um, no, 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 and it, it doesn't apply to you. The grain of salt doesn't apply to you, I'm sorry. If, you, if you're listening to this and thinking it's applicable to you, it's not. Um, keep listening to my podcast, though. I, I like seeing my numbers go up. Um, even if you're just looking for me to say something about you or anybody, uh, or you think I'm saying anything about you or anybody, uh, continue to listen to my podcast, Por Favor. Uh, I'd appreciate that. That's my top read tip. Take everything I say with a grain of salt.
uh, and most things people say with a grain of salt, because being too trusting and too believing of everything will turn you into a media zombie. And we're moving on to the end of the semester. This is, if you didn't guess by my apartment thing, my last semester of my sophomore year of college. Insane. Can't believe it. Crying. No, I'm not. I'm so happy. I'd need a break from all this, but... It is the end of the school semester. Um, regardless of softball results this weekend, I will have at least another weekend following this weekend um, of softball coverage for the uh, North Texas Mean Green. And that will be so fun. I am sounding sarcastic in tone, but um, I promise I'm not being sarcastic. Um very excited to recover those games. It's going to be really intense, but end uh, of semester is coming up. Basically, I've already passed all my classes. But got to go to all of my finals as a formality. Um, man, it was a good bounce back semester for me. Uh, taking a summer class this year. That'll. I was about to say that'll be fun. That won't be fun. That'll be something. Um, but no, as this semester winds down, it just feels like years go by pretty quick. You know, I think. Following the pandemic, life just kind of slowed down a little bit um, for those three months that we were locked down. And then when things finally calmed down, it, it just feels like everything is so much quicker now. You know, I think when I find the right girl, things will slow down significantly once again because I'll start to um, uh, cherish everything her and I do. But um, at the moment is a bachelor. <laughs> Is a bachelor. Um, time goes by pretty quick uh, because my life consists of work, uh, going on runs, school, and uh, doing this podcast. No, in journalism. So that's pretty insane. I just want to talk about, uh, or just wanted to talk about, just the insane amount of time that has gone by in what feels like five minutes, you know? Even in this podcast, I mean, it's been a 40 to 45 minute podcast right now, right? And I can't believe that it's gone by that quick because I'm just talking. I'm just having a good old talky talk. So I'm cracking myself up tonight. Man, so I think after things got better, it, it will all be fine. And speaking of things that are getting better and it will be fine, let's talk about the Texas Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers. We've won four and zero, or four in a row. I can say we about the Rangers. I can't say we about any other team or any college team, but for the Rangers, Arsenal, any other Lakers, Bubba Wallace, <laughs> I can say we about because it doesn't break anything because I don't work for either organization. Four wins in a row over pretty tough competition. Uh, the Phillies were always going to be mediocre, but the Braves are the defending World Series champs, and they'll come around this season. I have no doubt that they'll come around. I, I know the Mets right now are acting like they've already won the NL East, but summer is a very long time, and I believe that the uh, Braves will make a pretty decent comeback. But doesn't matter because we beat them Fair and square. <laughs> and the series in Arlington went to one of the games. I've been to five this year now. Um, won two of three. 
Matt Olson didn't look great. Guillermo, uh, not Guillermo Haradia, uh, Travis Demerit had a really rough series for the Braves. Uh, Dane Dunning had a great series for us. Um, the bullpen has looked fantastic. Finally called down Josh Spores. That can only be a positive. Uh, Jonah Heim, very impressive. Uh, home run yesterday uh, against the Phillies. Game he played, uh, first game he played, pardon, after the birth of his second child. Congrats to the Himes. Um, it's cool to hit any home run, but one after the birth of your second child. That's what they call daddy power. Um, Joe Barlow coming out of the pen as a closer. I was skeptical at the beginning of the season, but he's done nothing this season other than um, make me feel good that he is our closer. We'll see how it goes. Uh, obviously, the the closer in everyone's mind is uh, Jose Leclerc. But because of his injuries and uncertainty of coming back, which he will be coming back, but uncertainty of when he is coming back will be some point this season. It is difficult to really pinpoint what his position will be on the team. Same with Jonathan Hernandez, because if the Rangers find a good equilibrium with this bullpen, especially with the resurgence of Matt Bush, uh, Joe Barlow's performance, Spencer Patton has looked really good, Brett Martin has had a great bounce-back season so far. Not that last year was bad. He was one of the better lefties in our pin, one of the only lefties in our pin. Uh, it's it's just improved across the board for the bullpen. Uh, uh, Dennis Santana has been fantastic. Obviously got him off waivers from the Dodgers last season. He's played absolute dividends and even the rotation which was a major point of emphasis for the team last last season and the last few seasons after the Kluber minor Lynn uh, 2020 rotation really blew up with Kluber getting injured Lynn getting traded and eventually Mike Miner getting traded it was something that was a pressing matter. Dane Dunning was obviously traded for uh, Jordan Lyles. Got Steel Walker in that trade too, or not Jordan Lyles? Part. <laughs> Dane Dunning was traded for um, Lance Lynn uh, by the White Sox, and you know the first season of Mister Dunning was solid. It was not fantastic, but it it was good to get his arm going and. This season, he's really made a difference. I, I didn't write stats down, unfortunately, for this podcast. So I can't name it off the top of my head. I want to say he's 1-2, and two, and he brought down his ERA to like 365, just on the top of my head. Probably a little bit more than 365. But he uh, tossed what was a you know one-run, 8.2-inning performance against Atlanta in the game I went to. Uh, Martin Perez has been great. He was perfect against Houston for seven innings. Didn't get the win that game. Unfortunately, offense couldn't wake up that game. Martin has been great. Uh, John Gray pitched an okay game yesterday against the Phils. Um, not his greatest performance, but it was doable. Um, we need John to be a little bit better since he was supposed to be the ace coming into this season. Uh, Taylor Hearn... Uh, rough start uh he was the dark horse for ace but so far has not been the greatest and there's nothing wrong with that for taylor i mean he's still a pretty young pitcher um but his outings have kind of been defined by him getting roughed up early and then figuring it out in the second to third inning if he can complete uh his his um 
or if he can, uh, what's it called, complete his performances, what was at the top of my mind there. If he can complete his performances, get more uh, consistent throughout the game instead of coming out a little bit cold, uh, Taylor will be a valuable piece for us. Obviously, I don't think he's going to be an ace. Uh, Dane Dunning is the ace of this staff right now, which, damn, I didn't think I was going to be saying that. Uh, Glenn Otto has looked decent, uh, had a really good outing against Oakland. Um, okay outing against Houston, didn't set the world on fire. Um, got Took his, a loss, his first loss of the season. But he'll be invaluable. Uh, Spencer Howard just wasn't really panning out, so sending him back to AAA is no skin off my back. And uh, just that's about it for the for the uh, bullpen and rotation. They've really started to come around. Pitching for the Rangers was very concerning for the first uh, 20 games, but the last few uh, have been really positive and trending in the right direction for the Rangers. The same cannot be said for the offense, although the offense has been pretty decent. It sometimes is inconsistent, um, goes a little bit cold. Corey Seager is Corey Seager. I, I think that when the Rangers acquired Corey, uh, this, the numbers he's, are, he's putting up are exactly what we have received and expected. Uh, Marcus Simeon, he's starting to pick up a little bit in this Phil series. He uh, had a couple of good, good uh, base hits and hustle plays and... He's starting to pick up a little bit. I'm not writing off Marcus Simeon, obviously. It's a slow start to the season. Uh, it's time to admit that it was a very slow start to the season, but I do think he's coming around a little bit. Brad Miller has been a decent surprise, has been really clutch for the Rangers this season. Uh, Nate Lowe has turned into just a pure hitter. I mean, similar to last season, um, he had a really good start to the season then fizzled out a little bit as the season concluded but that's more indicative of the team's performance in my opinion because the team kind of fizzled out as a <laughs> in their performances to end the season um so obviously uh the start for Nate is really prom or Nathaniel pardon me um he's called Nate until like August last season because his mom wanted him to be uh called Nathaniel because that's his birth name so Nathaniel Lowe, uh, if he can stay consistent, if he can stay at like a 280 BA batting average with a seven uh, above six or seven or around that area OPS, I'll be content. Uh, I mean, that would be honestly pretty impressive. I just need average OPS and, you know, batting averages. I say this a lot to my mom, it pisses her off. Uh, dinosaur stat. So, if we can get that OBP pretty high, he does walk quite a bit. Um, OPS and OPS pretty high, uh, he'll be fine. Um, Adolis has been really coming around lately. We we know what we're gonna get with Adolis. Um, he's not quite three true outcome, but if he could take a pitch a little more, that would be helpful. Um, big swinger, big guy, great athlete. We know what we're getting with him. Eli White has been decent, obviously a speed threat, and that's what he's predominantly used is, is a fielding and base running guru of sorts. Um, very decent for him. Mitch Garver, uh, he's coming around a little bit. He had a really slow start to the season. Slumped. I think it was an 0 for 18 he carried into the Houston sto uh, story. Into the Houston series, uh, he amended that with a base hit so mitch is coming around a little bit garver is or is garve sauce as we call him um could be a really invaluable dh for us especially with uh, willie calhoun now gone uh, my thoughts on the willie calhoun situation are goodbye 
Um, if you're going to complain about everything and subtweet people and your quotes to the media, then I don't want you to be a Texas Ranger. Good riddance, goodbye, mediocrity is something that I want the Rangers to get rid of. And it seems we're going in the right direction in getting or in sending Willie Calhoun back to AAA. He requested a trade pretty explicitly. I hope that the Rangers follow through in that. Hopefully he has some um, semblance of value in which we can maybe get back a major league level uh, batter or uh, bullpen member, maybe even a rotation piece uh, or a minor leaguer that's ready to be a rotation piece. That would be very positive for us. Zach Rex has looked really solid since being called up from AAA. Was a little bit of a shock that it wasn't Leody Tavares. Of course, uh, Tavares is carrying a 700-plus um, OPS in the minor leagues right now with a or an above 350 batting average. It's only a matter of time. Uh, Chris Woodward emphasized that um, Tavares was going to come up soon, but they don't know how soon. Didn't really specify a date. Um... It was a little, but that, yeah, like I said, it was a little bit shocking that uh, it was Zach Rex instead of uh, Tavares, but Tavares is coming soon. But Rex, he's convinced me at the plate. He had a little bit of a fielding gaffe in left field against the Braves, but at the plate, he's looked really solid. Uh, pitch selection has looked great. Swing is like butter. It, it's just been a solid time for him. Um, that'd be nice. Cole Calhoun needs to get on the horse or get off of it. Uh, Unfortunately, with Zach Rex hitting the way he is, maybe he'll slow down a whole lot as the month of May continues here. But with how Zach Rex is hitting and how Cole Calhoun is hitting, which I really like Cole Calhoun. He seems like a really good guy. I uh, liked him with the Angels, liked him with the Diamondbacks. It's just one of those instances, and you know, Cole's good guy, good veteran presence to have on the team. But with the performances of Leody Tavares, and you could even argue Bubba Thompson, although I think Thompson spends another year in AAA, uh, I think he most likely is a September call-up this season, but uh, in the meantime, we'll stay in AAA. I don't think he will get an early season call-up, especially with Tavares back in to the form he is in, and you would obviously want to go with Tavares because of his major league experience that he does have, albeit it was a really bad major league stint he had in 2021 and 2020. Um You'd want Tavares coming up, and Tavares will come up. Obviously, a corresponding roster move would have to be made. Uh, the bullpen looks pretty solid at the moment, so that corresponding move, in my opinion, would be the uh, designation of for assignment of um, Cole Calhoun, which is very, very unfortunate for um, Cole Calhoun and the veteran presence on the team. But uh, baseball is a business, and I feel like that would happening. That would happen. Well, pardon. That would happen. But you know. Cole's a really good guy, uh, has shown that he is a really solid ball player throughout his career. Maybe he'll turn it around. I hope he does. But eventually, with Tavares hitting the way he is, he needs to get a look at the major league level. And it just might be uh, Calhoun that gets sent down um, or DFA'd, really, because to have the option to go down. Um but yeah, I think that's all I have to say about the Rangers. Uh, I think I added another 30 minutes onto the episode with this Ranger talk. Um, this is a really long episode. Didn't really think it was going to be this long, but this might be one of the longer episodes of the Don't Read Into It podcast. For those who enjoy that, um, you're welcome. <laughs> and to those who don't, I'm sorry. Just skip to the end of the episode. Maybe I'll, 
Maybe I'll start putting like time stamps in the bio, like in YouTube videos. And I have thought about putting this podcast on YouTube. I did put the first two on YouTube, but since then I have yet to do so. Um, but it is uh, 2.46. I think I'm going to call it a night on the podcast. I might play a little bit of MLB The Show. You know me. I'm a video game guy. I might play some MLB The Show before I go to bed. I might play a game. I ended on a loss in the 10th inning, so I don't want to go out like that. Um, but anyway, uh, if you want to follow some UNT sports content or just my personal thoughts, uh, follow Reed underscore Smith 25 on Twitter. Uh, if you would like to follow me on Instagram, feel free to. It is also read underscore Smith 25 because we stay consistent around here. Other than the podcast, don't listen to it. And then on Twitter, if you want to keep up with podcast news, the best place to do it is D-R-I-I podcast on Twitter. Um... Yeah, that's where you can keep up with news, new episodes. I also have a blog, don't read into it, podcast.wordpress.com. I'm starting to get a little more consistent on it. Um, I obviously I'm going to get a little more, a little bit. Let me step back a little bit. Obviously, you're going to see an increase. In, <laughs> there we go. Obviously, you're going to see an increase of blog posts because of summer. I'll have more time to do it. Uh, depending on my work and stuff and the class I'm taking, but it's one class and work will be a lot lighter than it usually is. So production will go up and uh, I really hope that all of you stick around throughout the summer months uh, to listen to it. Every time I post an episode, my viewership and listenership goes up. So to you lovely people that continually listen to me ramble, and listen to my annoying voice. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of you more than you'll ever know. But that will do it tonight for old Reed Smith of the Don't Read <laughs> of the Don't Read podcast. See, I even ramble my outros. But wherever you are, wherever you may be, whatever time it may be, whenever you're listening to this, have a good night or I will stab myself with this pen I'm holding.